Welcome back, everybody, to Friar Talk Tuesday on America's Finest Sports. Today, we're going to be going over a few Padres topics, going to be talking about the offense, going to be talking about a Juan Soto ex- extension, potential extension, um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about and give our NL power rankings. We're just going to do one through five, so not um, not like the full playoff, um, not all the playoff teams, but we're going to do one through five in the NL. I think that'll be pretty fun. We haven't really talked like overall MLB since probably like trade deadline stuff. And then also when, you know, we were talking a little bit about, um, I believe it was just like the wild card race um, and like upcoming schedules and stuff like that. But it'll be cool to talk about some of these other teams, talk about some injuries that have happened around the league. Um, but to start it off, let's talk about this offense. We had been, I think everyone, as, as a whole Padres fandom, was very frustrated with the Padres offense after the trade deadline. Um, that first two weeks was brutal. You see the Padres not really take care of business against the Nationals um, and some other teams that aren't very good. And then finally, over this, I feel like, past few days, past week, we have seen some life from the offense. Um, we've seen seen Josh Bell heat up. We've seen some of these guys in the offense, like Hossian Kim that's been here for a while, Will Myers, right? The guys that were here, but they were slumping a little bit. Will Myers had kind of been terrible all season. He's been super hot. Um, Brandon Dreer was slumping last night has the has the big game, right? So we're starting to see some life from this offense. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that just because it felt like a couple weeks ago, basically the the pitching, no matter who it was, innings one through eight was impeccable. And then the offense wasn't scoring and your bullpen in the ninth inning, mostly Josh Hader, um, just was bad. So Isaac, what do you feel about the offense finally heating up? And, and do you think it's something that we should expect to, to continue to see? I would hope so. I think we should expect to continue to see it. I think uh, Josh Bell starting to finally get more comfortable. And I think um, Brandon jury is very difficult to kind of gauge because he, he was very cold. Obviously yesterday he probably had the biggest hit of the game in terms of just starting us off. Um, but I know his numbers in San Diego haven't been too good. So those two guys are going to be two two of the bigger components come September when it when we really need our lineup to step up. And it's funny though because like you know you see the lineup puts up a bunch of runs and it ends up being a six to five ball game after it's starting three zero and six to two or something like that. So like it ends up being six to five and it's like dude when <laughs> I want everything to be in sync. I want the bullpen to be good to start. Like we don't get very many of those games and they need more. Um, obviously yesterday offense was very encouraging, especially off Carlos Rodon. I mean, that's a guy that dominated us earlier this year, went a complete game, only allowed one run. Um, this time it's a lot different. They, they honestly had some really good at bats. Brandon jury was thinking fastball, 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 uh, for his approach. And he went deep in the very first off of the first pitch. So I really like that aggressive approach that he had at the plate. Um, obviously, the last few days, the Royals and Giants series combined, they've put up a lot of. They've been putting up a lot of runs, and of course, you want to win that last Royals game. But in the last four games, they're three and one. Um, we haven't been playing very good teams. Obviously, yesterday you face a very good pitcher, but at the same time, I feel like these lousy teams, like Clint said, are kind of hanging in there way too much with the Padres, and it's a. I think we should expect the offense to be fine the rest of the way, but these guys need to be all systems go if they're going to be a playoff team. Dude, absolutely. Because, I mean, we were talking about it before, but you're playing the bad teams and you didn't take care of business during the, that stretch. And to be frank, the Padres team just didn't look very good for a couple of weeks. Like, they looked pretty bad. 
I think everyone felt that. And it was at the stretch where you were going to make that gap over the Brewers. You were going to jump the Phillies. You were going to basically be neck and neck with the Braves. And the Braves have completely run away with uh, the, the top oh, yeah. wild card spot. Um, Phillies still haven't been that good. And the Brewers haven't been good either. So you're really neck and neck with them right now. But we all knew that it was a, a light spot in the schedule. It feels like everyone's a little bit more loose. Everyone's a little bit more comfortable just watching the game, watching how guys are interacting with each other. But it just felt like everything was like, I don't want to say so negative. because I don't know if it's so negative, but it was just like down. And you felt like everyone was slumping. Everyone was trying to be like the guy to get the big hit to break someone out. And then finally, it just kind of seems like, all right, they're playing. The, it, it seems like they're playing more team baseball, especially when they're when they're at the plate. Um, so that's what I think is the biggest thing. Now, if this is 100%, like they have to play really well throughout the rest of the season if they're going to make the playoffs. It's like you can't underperform and then make the playoffs. You have to play well. You have to play up to ex- expectations because even if you do that, it's probably going to, you're going to barely get in because you are playing a tougher schedule. You are playing the Dodgers nine times. Uh, the Potters have played the Giants really well, which has been super clutch this season. Um, but you play the Cardinals, you play the Mariners. I think the Mariners is only two game series, but mm-hmm. they have their work cut out for them. They're playing well right now. And it's like, okay, finally. But you wish it would have been two weeks ago. You really do wish it would have been two weeks ago. Yeah, it was pretty ridiculous that they they didn't they weren't able to take advantage of a national series um, where they should have realistically swept that series. And then they lost another series or I forgot who it was against, but it was a very, it was a very, I feel like it's just been a very lackluster month for the Padres. And I mean, I know like normally I'm a really positive person when it comes to the Padres, but I don't have my, many expectations right now. Like if they make the playoffs, what's, what's really going to happen? I mean, I feel like we hype up the, yes, sir, Eric. I know, bro. I, I, uh, I don't know what my draft grade was, but I kind of want to check it out. Um, but anyway, I just feel like for as much credit as a starting pitching is, has gotten Musgrove Clevenger and Sean Manaya have, I mean, Musgrove has been all right. He only allowed two earned runs last time, but they haven't, they haven't been what like Sean Manaya and, and, and Joe Musgrove haven't been what they were at the beginning of the season. Whereas really, it's just, I feel really confident in you Darvish. I feel really confident in Blake Snell. Mike Clevenger is a little bit of a toss-up. Same with Joe Musgrove. Um, now, Joe Musgrove's baseball savant and everything kind of show, like, he's going to be all right. He's still a good pitcher. Um, but in terms of, like, a, a play, a three-game playoff series, I'm really only confident in Darvish and Snell, just just being completely honest. And I really like I really like Mike Clevenger. Um, but he just – yesterday he looked okay. I think he went, like, five innings, two runs earned. And, and keep in mind, there were two delays that might have – hindered his start a little bit. Maybe he could have went six, maybe he could have went seven, but realistically when you go into two delays, you're going to get taken out earlier than, than expected. So maybe he'll be okay. And the re- really the big thing is going to be how well is the starting pitching going to pitch from one through five, because you're going to have to skip Sean Manana starts a few times. You're going to have to skip probably both of his starts against the Dodgers. He starts two, his next two starts, I believe are against the Dodgers. You're going to want to either move him up Take him out because you can't have him pitching in those games. He's supposed to pitch in the game on Saturday, I believe. It was supposed to be against Tony Gonsolin. Now that it's not Tony Gonsolin, that is going to be your best chance to win. Throw your best guy. 
throw whoever, throw Mike Clevenger, Musgrove, whoever it's supposed to be, throw them because that is now your best chance to win one of those games. So um, I, I am confident the starting pitching will find it. I do think Clevenger and Musgrove are really good pitchers. They haven't been as good as I'd expect, but they, they have to find it. Um, but in terms of the lineup, everyone's looking comfortable. Jerks and Profar has been through kind of a slump, but he went through it earlier in the season where he started off really hot, got in a slump, and then got really hot again. So hopefully it's just kind of like a little hiatus that everyone goes through throughout the season. Manny's doing many things. Juan Soto's doing Juan Soto things. Hassan Kim, uh, great against lefties. I know against righties is going to be lower in the lineup, but been fantastic. Um, really, I don't feel like there's a massive weak point in the lineup. It's just a matter of being able to gel and and timely hitting, man. Timely hitting is everything. They haven't been doing that lately. They did that the past few days, and they've been winning some ball games. So timely hitting is going to be – timely hitting and starting pitching is what was winning them games earlier, and they need to go back to that. Yeah, and for a while there, it was literally just Manny and, and Juan Soto that were doing anything. <laughs> um, yeah. And now Josh Bell's kind of had some clutch hits. Uh, last night, it was nice to see in the first inning when Juan Soto got on base and then stole a bag, and then Bell comes in and drives him in with two outs. That was like, okay, look, a little bit of small ball. Could you believe it? Like positive base running. This is amazing. Um, so, yeah, they're going to – I mean, they are going to have to continue to play better, but – I also think like we're talking about like how well they could fare in like a three game playoff and stuff like that. You, you brought that up. If the bats are able, if, if the offense is able to play well and if they're able to be consistent and they are, and they do make the playoffs, it means they, they that they've been playing well for like a month. Mm-hmm. So they're going to like, it, like it's one of those things where I feel like sometimes when you're kind of like towards the end of the season, and you're like, okay, you have to like win a bunch of games and rip off a, a bunch of wins. You've already started playoff baseball. Like the Padres are in playoff baseball right now. They're playing the Dodgers a bunch. They're playing the Giants. They're playing the Mariners, the Cardinals. They're playing a bunch of playoff teams. I know the Giants aren't, but like they're all right. And they have a couple of pitchers that are pretty good. Um, but you're playing a bunch of playoff caliber teams. So like they're probably kind of in the, okay, it's pressure mode. It's playoff time basically. Um, so yeah, I think that you know we we bring up the stuff about them not like kind of having questions of how good they can be in the playoffs, but I, I think we have to see where the team is at once the playoffs do start. Um, definitely, definitely some kinks, and and also like you brought up Musgrove um, in his last seven, he has a four four ERA, so not great. But there's also a couple games where he kind of got rocked bad. Um, so I don't know how bad he's really been in terms of like how you know how many games have actually been like really bad. Um, his last like few starts. So he only allowed two earned against Kansas city, but he gave up five, but only allowed two earned. And then the other starts were pretty good besides that. And then the one before was Colorado. He allowed six and that was August 4th. So he's been good over the past like few starts. Um, so I think, I honestly think he's fine. And and if you remember last year too, with, with Musgrove, he had like two stretches where he had like down stretches Mm -hmm. and he's, that was the end of the second stretch, I think. Um, that last game against the Rockies, I feel like. So I think he's been a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I don't know. A- anything else about the offense? Any specific guys that you know you, you've been that you feel like, all right, they're kind of turning the corner or anything like that? I, no, also, I think we, go for it. I was going to say one other thing is we were talking about this the other day, but Hassan Kim might be the non trade deadline acquisition. He might be the Padres' second best hitter on the season. I don't know if you guys have been yeah. noticing that, but he's actually getting up there, and it's, it's kind of likely at this point. Yeah, he's looking really good. Um, nothing else I really want to talk about. We kind of talked about all the guys that are kind of putting up the numbers right now. Josh Bell's 
coming around Brandon Drury. I wouldn't say he's coming around, but he had a, a really solid, really solid at bat, first at bat yesterday. I forgot what he did the rest of the game, but um, really that was a game changing hit. So I don't think there's really anything else with the offense that I have in mind. Okay, cool. Um, so next segment we're going to talk about a little bit Juan Soto, um, the potential Juan Soto extension. Um, and we're going to get back into, you know, playoff stuff, Padre stuff, overall NL in a second here. But I, I did want to bring this up just because Peter Seidler made some comments where they basically asked him if he regrets giving Fernando his contract. And he said, no, and I'll do it again. <laughs> That's basically what he said. And he's talking about Juan Soto and he's talking about giving him an extension this offseason. Um, and I wanted to know, one, what do you think about this offseason in terms of Juan Soto potentially getting an extension? And Two, what do you think about Juan Soto re-signing or getting an extension in general with the Padres if that's not this next uh, this next offseason? I don't. Yeah, I don't think you trade all that dra- all that uh, prospect capital and and really go all in unless you have at least the idea of signing or re-signing Juan Soto. I mean, that is a lot to give up to just have a guy for two and a half years. And quite frankly, this isn't really the best team to really go all in. If I mean, yeah, when we were getting Fernando back, yeah, it was a really damn good team. But right now it's like, damn, that kind of sucks. But nonetheless, having Juan Soto definitely helps losing the other superstar. So um, when it comes to a Juan Soto extension, though, it is going to be fat. We know he's a Scott Boris client. I don't know how it's all going to work out. Um, you could very well become the Angels. You could very well granted the three players on the Angels. One of them is one of the greatest players to ever play, but he's always heard the other is horrific, and the other is the new Babe Ruth. But what's around them really sucks. And what I'm seeing from the Padres is the dependency of being able to trade or or sign guys in the free agent market. And if they get Juan Soto, they will not be able to do that. What they'll have to do is they'll have to go get cheaper contracts, and I don't know if I really trust the Padres scouting department to go get the right cheap contracts. Um, what's going to be very integral at the time is how are they able to develop some of these prospects? How is you know Dylan Lesko going to work out? Um, some of the young guys in the in the farm. I think that'll kind of give us an idea of all right, maybe the Juan Soto extension is a good idea. I still think it's going to be a good idea no matter what. I mean, one of the best hitters. Ever, to ever play really and one of the best hitters for his age um but Seedler has shown the willingness to do it he wants to bring back Juan Soto I'm glad he does because like I said I don't think you trade all that unless you're planning on at least trying to bring him back you pair him up with Fernando and Manny for the next few years and and you got a really solid trio right there that you're going to be and Joe Musgrove you got a really solid solid quad right there that you're going to they're going to be building around um so We'll see. We'll see uh, how that comes, but I really hope that I really hope that they'll be able to to uh, extend him. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's going to cost a lot. I, I'm not expecting him to get extended this off season. I would be really surprised. I would be happy, um, but I don't think that's much. Like I think he's going to wait. Um, I think that there's a decent chance, even if you want to bring Juan Soto back, um, I think there's a chance that he tests free agency and you have to basically you know break him off in in, in the open market as well. Um, which I still think that the Padres would try to do if that was the case. Um, but I think that they're going to try to make have an ex- you know get an extension with Juan Soto this offseason. I don't think it's going to work. I think he's going to want to be here for at least a full year to kind of see how things operate, see how stuff goes. Um, and another thing that's big is, dude, the Padres need to win for Juan Soto to want to stay. Exactly. Like, and I know that he's a Boris client, so 
it's more like it's basically about the money and that's kind of everything with it. But I think Juan Soto in general, like if he doesn't want to be here, where did he just not want to be? What happened? He got traded from the Nationals, right? We just saw that. If he doesn't want to be here, then there's no chance that he gets extended. So I, I think that's another big thing is they have to win. Um, and I think that's why you're probably going to see him wanting to kind of stay over a, a year, maybe like a, I would say at least a, a year and then this half season as well. Um, but he's going to get completely broken off. So the stuff that you brought up about the prospects, um, that they're going to have to develop some of these guys, um, you know, you're going to need like a couple of these dudes. Like if a Rosario is just like a decent player that is cheap, like that will be a big deal for this team down the road in a few years. Um, you brought up Dylan Lesko. You, you know, the Padres still do have quite a few top end start, like starting pitchers um, in the yeah. farm system, but there's a lot of pressure on them because when you lose Blake Snell, Darvish, Clev, right, over these next few years, you're going to need to replace them. And, and these guys are going to have to pan out. So um, that's going to be huge for, for the Padres to win. I still think that, I, I don't think them like thinking about like how they're going to manage their money is going to affect the Juan Soto extension. I think the reason that the Potters want to extend Juan Soto is because having Fernando Tatis, Danny Machado, Juan Soto as your brand is the best possible way to grow your brand. And I think that's where Peter Seidler is thinking. Um, now, Peter Seidler also wants to win. Like he said that a, a bunch of times that that's like the primary goal here. Um, but it was cool to hear him say that. I think it's a really positive thing uh, when we're looking in the future. Um, but I don't know. A- a- anything else you got on, on the Juan Soto extension? That's kind of all I had to say. No, I don't think there's anything big to talk about when it comes to Juan Soto. We're still, I think, maybe twenty, only twenty games into his tenure as a Padre. So, um, I'd say let's just wait and see how the team's looking down the road. Because if you're gonna have to go all in on signing Juan Soto and you have to sacrifice actually building a good team around the the three guys that you want to, it might not be the best idea. But this is a guy that you want to keep around, of course. Yeah, I completely agree. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the NL. We'll go over you know a bunch of these teams, but let's do uh, let's do NL power rankings. I feel like we haven't really talked about how good these teams have been, who's the hottest team, who's the most likely to get hot, and and really who can come atop. And I'm not really talking regular season, so I'm not thinking this is like oh, well the Dodgers are gonna have the best record. Put them at number one. I'm thinking of who do you think has you know the best chance to to be in the world series out of the teams in the NL. And that's where I'm kind of looking for this NL power rankings. Um, I can go through mine first, Isaac, and then you can go through yours after. Um, but mine one through five is going to be Dodgers, Mets, Braves, Padres, Cardinals. So I have the Padres at four. Um, I think the Cardinals, you know, they've been better this year. I think they have a couple more wins than the Padres. Um, I just think that ultimately the Padres offense hasn't been playing up the par. And I think once it does that, I think they're going to look a little bit better than the Cardinals. I think they're starting pitching stronger. Um, and then I go to the Braves. I think the Padres probably have better overall starting pitching. Um, but the Braves lineup is really good and the Braves are winning a lot of ball games. So that's why I'd, I'd have, I'd have them at three, um, the Mets at two. So this one's kind of weird. Cause honestly, not in the three, okay, not in the three game series, but if it was a five or seven game series, I would feel decently comfortable if the Padres had to play the Mets. Oh yeah. The problem is that you would have to like, you'd want to at least win one of those first two, the the Grom Scherzer games. Um, But if you played the Mets in the second round, there's a decent chance that you're not going to see one of the Grom or Scherzer game one because they had to pitch them in the wild card round. So the Mets is a potential second match, like matchup 
I think is really positive for the Padres. But when you look at their team, when you look at that one-two, I think it's hard to not put them at number two, and especially when you look at what they've done throughout this full season. So I still think they're at number two. Um, and then I think number one's pretty obvious for in all power rankings. <laughs> um, even though they lost a couple arms, they're getting Kershaw back soon, and apparently they're very confident that Tony Gonsolin is going to be healthy. Um, so the only guy that they've really lost out of the starting rotation was Walker Buehler. Um, and then you're having, oh my God, dude. Why can't I think? Dustin May. Then you're having Dustin May come back. Okay. Um, and Dustin May is super nasty. I think Dustin May honestly gets slept on a little lot. His fastball is one of the most ridiculous pitches I've ever seen. Um, kind of reminiscent of the the Sandy Al- Alcantara fastball as well, just with all the movement that it has. Um, but that's my five through one um, rankings. I do not have the Brewers or the Phillies there. I think that the Phillies could definitely be like brought up for sure. I don't think the Brewers or any other team in the NL is really up there. Um, but what's your what's your top five? Yeah, the Dodgers are obviously going to be number one. I mean, I know they lost Walker Buehler, and who knows what's going to happen with Tony Gonsolin. If they're confident with Tony Gonsolin being okay, then you know you feel a little more optimistic if you're a Dodger fan. But that is a very scary injury. Either way, they still got a very good rotation. It's it's kind of crazy that um, you know they could have a lot of injuries and still be that good of a rotation. Um, so the Dodgers are obviously going to be number one. Um, I'm going to have to go with the Mets at number two just because when it comes to a World Series appearance, I don't really think it gets much better than having your one and two being DeGrom and Scherzer. And, yeah, they don't hit for much power, but um, they're still a very good team. That I, I think they got the recipe for, for success. And then number three, I'm going to have to go with the Braves. That that lineup is absolutely disgusting. Um, you got nothing but studs from pretty much one through nine all throughout that lineup. Michael Harris, uh, Ronald Acuna. I don't know if they're supposed to be getting all beast back soon, but I'm pretty sure they are. Um, Dansby, Riley, Olsen, just studs all throughout that lineup. So they got to be up there. Um, I'm actually going to go with the Cardinals ahead of the Padres. Um, they – of course, their starting pitching isn't as good as ours, but Montgomery has been fantastic for them. Adam Wayne, Wayne has always been, you know, one of those dudes. I don't know how he's still doing it, but he's still doing it. Um, Albert Pujols, for some reason, is catching some fire, and just they've been really good. Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt have been two of the top players in, in all of baseball. Paul Goldschmidt being a candidate for the Triple Crown. Tyler O'Neill's getting hot. Tommy Edmonds putting up, I mean, one of the best seasons in baseball. So. That is a team that honestly is is very good. And I know a lot of people are going to say, how could you not put the Padres over the Cardinals? Cardinals kind of always beat the Padres. They swept us earlier this year. So we'll see how we'll see how how um how it goes in our next series. But that is a very good team that I would not want to face personally. Um I'll, I'll go with the Padres at five. Uh it, it's very hard to put them that low just because I do still feel confident that they're sort of a World Series team, but I mean, they, they just haven't shown it. They haven't shown it. They have not shown it whatsoever lately. I I don't know how can how I can expect them to go in there and win a World Series when they there's tying series with the Nationals and and getting blown out by the Royals. Like, there's so many factors I think again that are going against the Padres that I can't rank them higher than than those other organizations because the Dodgers have a history of winning. The Cardinals have a great history of winning. The Braves just won a world series last year and the Mets are heavily invested into their roster with, with good players. So um, yeah, that's going to be my power rankings for sure. And I like that. So, I mean, we're basically the exact same outside of Mm -hmm. flipping the Cardinals and the Padres. And I definitely see where you're coming from too, because 
you know, when we were talking about this team, and Grant, this was with Fernando, but right after the trade deadline, it was like, the Mets. Potters are way better than the Mets. That's yeah. like, like, we said that right after the deadline, yeah. too. So, mm-hmm. and I, I still think, like, the big thing for me is, I think if we see Josh Bell, um, I don't have the same confidence in Brandon Drury, but I do think if we see Josh Bell just absolutely lighting it up, right? Just has an amazing September. I do think that would, like, it would it would feel like, because, like, I feel like the Fernando blow is so big when you talk about World Series, when you talk about hanging with these other teams in the NL. Um, but that would be kind of like a Band-Aid in a way. Like, because if we look at his numbers, like, his numbers at, at so far in San Diego are, like, not even close to his career numbers. Now, he's been really good lately, but, like, it was two, three weeks that he was struggling really, really bad. Um, so if he doesn't look like that at all and he doesn't really slump the, so bad, um, I don't know. I, I just – I feel like they would be a lot better. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's super fair. I mean, the Cardinals are really good. They have the dude who's going to take home the MVP probably. I mean, you got Goldsmith for MVP, right? Easily. He's, Easily. He's got to be, right? He might win the triple crown. So yeah. Okay, I got to ask a quick other question. For for AL, is is it Judge 100%? Nope, it's Otani. You think it's Otani? Dude, Otani's put – dude, I looked at his numbers today. He's having a better year. His yeah. war's down by like 0.1. Uh, yeah, but his ear rate and his FIP dropped like a full point. Like he's having a nine war season, back to back nine war seasons. Okay, okay. I, I know that was off topic, but it, it was just, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So the Cardinals are legit. Um, I think the Braves are interesting. The Braves, I feel like we all kind of expected them a little bit to like take a step back. Um, and they haven't. They, they really haven't. They've been really good throughout the second half of the season. Um, I thought there was a chance that they could kind of jump the Mets. They played them really well in the last series that they that they faced off together. Um, but I don't think I want to say that there's a decent gap still between them, um, and it's pretty unlikely that the Braves will be able to jump the Mets. Um, also, the Mets are playing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's super fair. I do see some people talking about we're talking about the Dodgers rotation, saying that like it won't be as good in the playoffs. I think the thing with the Dodgers is that just they're so stacked at like every yeah, spot. They're, they're, so they're, even if their pitching doesn't perform, like look at that lineup. Like that's the thing. So still a pretty good, pretty solid rotation, and they still got a lineup that, quite frankly, probably is the best best lineup in baseball. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, I think that's pretty fair um, when we talk about the Potters being like fourth or fifth best team in the NL right now. Now, could that change? Yeah they they need to get hot like it's not going to change with how the way that they've been playing lately so if they can start ripping off some wins if they can look i mean i think i also do think them looking good over this week will be really big um because you saw okay the giants are throwing out their best three starters let's see how this giant series series turns out last night that was a huge dub uh really just getting getting to to radon early um he only went four innings i think i don't think he recorded an out in the fifth inning so overall that's perfect game one. Now you got your work cut out for you the next two days, and then you got to go to LA and play the Dodgers for the next three games this week. So I feel like this week's record is probably going to, I don't know if, I don't want to say like tell us a lot, but kind of show us like, all right, is there a chance this team can be consistent? Or are they just going to be still, you know, keeping inconsistent um, as they have been since, I think JDS said it since May, they've been 500. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do want to say, I think it's really weird to bring up the Potters have been like this since before the trade deadline because it's like half the lineup is different. <laughs> like, yeah, so is. I think that's kind of tough. Um, I think when we look at it, it's just kind of like, 
because the sample size is so small with this with this team right now. But it's just like, all right, let's just keep kind of gauging how good they're playing. And if they're playing, if they're not playing well, then they're probably not going to randomly flip the switch once the playoffs come around. If yeah. they gradually start playing better, then we're we're all going to gain a lot more confidence in it. But I don't know. Uh, shoot, I was going to say something. Oh, um. If the Padres are able to win tonight, they should be really confident going into that Dodgers series. The Dodgers play the Mets in this series, and they don't have a day off before they play us, whereas we do have a day off before we play them. I feel like this is a really good position for the Padres to be in in terms of these next six games because, yeah, you're facing Logan Webb tonight, who's been pretty solid. Um, But if you're able to go ahead and win this game, tomorrow you should be able to win also. And then you got a break, and then you're facing a team coming off one of the biggest series in all of baseball where hopefully, you know, it kind of drains them a little bit and they're, they're a little sluggish going into that Padres series because I think what what's kind of hindered us a lot this whole season is just we're getting our asses kicked by the Dodgers. We keep getting our asses kicked by the Dodgers. I mean, there's no sugarcoating it. it no game is even competitive. Even that one that we won where we came back in the ninth inning, we looked horrible for most of it. For like up until the last two outs, we looked horrendous. So, I mean – I don't know that that that's kind of what's been killing us. I think all season, um, just kind of a shot of confidence that you don't know if you're actually able to compete with the best team in baseball, which I think they can. Um, but hopefully, coming off, you know, one of the big, biggest series in baseball, the Dodgers are are a little lackluster, and the Padres are able to take advantage of it because they, they quite frankly, they have to. They got to win at least four of these next nine games against the Dodgers. Like I said, come Saturday, you're facing who knows. I mean, you're not facing Tony Gonsolin anymore. You should pitch your best guy. Pitch your best guy. Go out there. Try and at least win that one, and and try and and win the next four of the not of the next nine against the Dodgers. Um, but Padres have a tough road ahead, man. Uh, at one point, I was very confident. I was like, you know, this actually isn't that bad. But then you look at the schedule again. It's oh man, you got a nine against the Dodgers. You got two against the Mariners. You got a few against. Uh, the White Sox still, you still got to play the Giants and a few against the Cardinals. I mean, still, there's still a long road to go. Yeah, dude, I, I, I noted it's, it's been tough. And okay. I got to bring this comment up because I think this is absolutely insane. Oh yeah. I saw that. Can you see this three and three in their last six, six and six in their last 12, 25 and 25 in their last 50. Um, 45 and 45 in the last 90, and they're still 12 games over 500. So they've been as mediocre as you can possibly be over a three month uh, stretch. Um, so yeah, like, they got to flip the corner. I think, dude, the fact that you bring up like, okay, because remember I, I brought up like, hey, what's going to determine if the Padres make the playoffs is beating the Giants. Then the Padres lost to a bunch of crappy other teams, even though they've been beating the Giants. And now that's not the case anymore. Now it's turned in. The Padres need to be able to hang with the Dodgers to make the playoffs. Like you got to win some of those games. Um, it's nine games. You got to win at least three, bro. At the very least three. But like to be comfortable, you got to win five or six. Yeah, exactly. And that means you're losing every series to the Dodgers. Keep in mind, if you only win three, you're probably losing every single one. The only thing that I think would be kind of beautiful uh, would be if the Padres were able to just rip off a bunch of these games against the Dodgers, like the Dodgers did last year. That would feel really nice. That would feel like a little bit of the inverse, right? This Dodgers series is 
I really think it's going to determine everything. If you get smoked again, they're not making it. That is a shot to your confidence. If you win that series and you ride high going the rest of the season, that could determine your season. So I, I think we're catching them at a good time. That's okay. That is super true. De- definitely catch them at a good time. Um, and also, like, we were talking about the Giants, too. Uh, I think it was yesterday. Uh, dude, the Giants had literally thrown all their best guys against us because it's, like, last-ditch no, effort no. for them. So it's like, all right, like, this is our last hope. Like, we got to start getting a few games. If we don't in this series, we're probably done. Um, put the Giants to sleep this series. Um, yeah. And then, basically, they got to come out. And they got to they gotta hang. They got to take two out of three or at least win one. Or at least – I mean, at least win one and be competitive. Yeah. Because yeah. also this is a road series as well, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, we we're, yeah we are definitely taking we we got the hardest road ahead of us in terms of the teams in the playoff mix. Sure. Um, the good thing is that the Brewers actually aren't that good of a team, um, which I do think we need to bring up. Like they they're not. Um, yeah. Now for some reason I don't know if you've seen this, the Brewers keep hitting walk offs, bro. They've hit like three walk offs in the past like week or so, yeah, which so makes like, it way worse. I feel like it does. like you're that close to being separated by more games, and I mean. We have a tiebreaker over them. So technically, you can add another game onto whatever lead we have on them right now. But you want more. You want more. Dude, 100%. Um, so, yeah, I think the game's starting in a, in a few minutes here. Anything else that, that we should talk about before we bounce out? And we'll be mm-hmm. going live again tomorrow, too. Yeah, we'll go live again tomorrow after the game. I kind of think uh, I think that's good for right now. I mean, we've kind of covered a lot of Padres baseball the past few days. So, it can be tough to to keep bringing up different topics, so we just try and try and keep something new. But um, yeah, I kind of think that's it. I think I, as long as the Padres are able to take two more games of these next five, you go three and three, and and I, I really think that you like you kind of still set yourself up for su- success. I mean, realistically, like I said, you're catching the Dodgers at the right time. If you don't win that series against the Dodgers, I mean, I don't know if all hope is lost, but it's a shot to your confidence. So hopefully they're able to uh, to bust out at least – I'm hoping three of these next five for sure. Yeah. Um, what, what's your score predictions for tonight? I'm going to say 4-3. I'm going to say 3-2 Padres. Okay. So you're going to same as Eric. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's going to be a little bit of a, of a pitcher's duel. Okay. I have one more question that we got to bring up. Okay. Oh. Wow. What happened to uh... – what happened to Black Panther? The Black Panther game. got destroyed. They they actually cursed the Padres. Both of those yeah. objects uh, turns yeah. out. So yeah, we don't need to we don't need to see those. Anymore. Yeah, Black Panther got destroyed, and the swag chain only gets brought out once in a blue moon. Let's we're we're sticking to the Polaroids right now. So <laughs> I like the Polaroid. I do like the Polaroid. I like the Polaroid. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's probably gonna do it. Um, all right, man. Sounds good. Well, have a good night. And hopefully the Padres take this series.